guys. Thank you for tuning in. This is another episode of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast brought to you by the Big Picture Sports Group. Today we are joined by a very, very special guest, Miss Courtney Cox of Nesson, also a BC alum. We're definitely going to talk with her about a lot of Boston sports, BC sports, and I hear she's a Bachelor fan as well, so we are 100% going to be getting into that on this show. Guys, thanks for having me. I can't wait. And yes, I am like bachelor through and through so however many questions you want to ask me about that i probably have better answers for that than any sports question <laughs> honestly ask, so. that's how i go through every day of my own life so that's <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um gives me hope for the sports journalism industry <laughs> <laughs> so first of all corny when did you graduate bc um take us through some of your highs of, of being at bc some of the best sports memories just run us through that time at boston college when you were in our shoes so I graduated in 2014, which to me feels like it was yesterday, but unfortunately last year I celebrated, oh my gosh, no, it was two years now I celebrated my five-year reunion. So I'm heading into my seventh year out, which is just bananas for me um, because I feel like I am still doing a lot of the things that I was doing in college. It, all the good things I was doing <laughs> yeah, in college. Sure yeah. um, no, Our beers are totally fine, Courtney. It's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> It's just a Tuesday. Um, but yeah, no, I was a cheerleader in college, so I cheered at BC. Um, so I guess like my favorite sports memory while I was there, I, I have to say my first game ever, um, we actually were playing Notre Dame, my first game where I was on the sidelines. And I cried when it started, like kickoff. It was just, a, I was overcome with emotions. I had gotten hurt during our preseason. So it was like, the coolest thing ever. I'm from Massachusetts. All I wanted to do was go to BC and cheer there. So um, I would say that was probably one of the coolest moments. Also, my freshman year was Mark Herzlick's first year back, really, um, after getting healthy again. So that was kind of an emotional part of it. Um, but yeah, it was just, if you know me, you know that I am just like BC through and through. I, I, I can't talk about it enough. Um, my coworkers get so annoyed with me because, you know, if BC's struggling, I'm still the one that's like, who's watching the BC game this weekend? Um, this year has been awesome. Coach Halfley, as soon as he was announced, I was the first person, I think, to reach out to Jason Baum to get an interview with him. Um, we were in lockdown. I was in my living room like I am right now. Um, talking with him. So yeah, BC just holds such a special place in my heart. I think it made me who I am today. And I think when people think of sports journalism, they immediately go to like the Syracuses of the world right. or Kentucky or Georgia, these big broadcasting schools. And if you look at BC, we have some of the biggest talents, you know, not just locally, but nationally. And so BC is the best place in the entire world. Um, I'm so happy that I'm talking to you guys. We were just off camera talking about you guys are juniors living off campus. And I would just give legitimately anything to be back in your shoes because it's just the best. Yeah, I, I love how everybody we've interviewed from BC just continues with that passion through and through, no matter like how long ago they graduated, where they're working now. We know you're in Boston, so I feel like a little bit easier to stay connected. But I just think that's awesome. And then you mentioned housing as well. So one of our go-to questions is, what were your four housing locations through uh, your four years here? Okay, so I lucked out my freshman year and I was in Chevrolet. So I was right. on Upper. upper um, I And I was in a natural triple. So I had a bathroom in my dorm room. I didn't have a shared 
bathroom space. Well, I shared it with my two roommates, but you know what I mean. Um, my sophomore year, I was very unlucky, and I got Williams on co-row. Okay. Um, my junior year off campus, 249 Foster Street, the best house off campus. The reputation of that house is just out of this world. Um, and my senior year, I was in Rubenstein. Um, so I was not in the mods. I was in Rubenstein. But my floor in Ruby was so fun that I didn't even care if I was in the mods or not. Ruby's a sneaky good yeah, pick. I like, I, it honestly sometimes is better than the mods. I um, agree. Yeah. Like, and I, I, get I, to go, I got to go home. After being in the mods, I could like go exactly. home and separate my, my space. Yeah. I prefer to live in the party, but you know, <laughs> I, no, I've, so, I've heard from so many people that Ruby like is an absolute, absolutely incredible spot. And you clearly had like, besides Williams sophomore year, like a decent amount of luck um, <laughs> running through. So hopefully, so for us right now, we, we freshman year, we were in Gonzaga. Um, okay. We were like the very top of that, the church, the little church that they had at the top of those stairs to upper we're like yeah. very top of Directly that. Above that. So yeah. like midnight mass. Great view to watch people coming and going. Yeah. True. Like people would be coming out of mass and we had a full fledged, like the, the colorful led lights just like That's going right. That's right. And music blasting out. So like wow. awesome look um, right above the church. <laughs> and then our sophomore year, we moved into Vandy. Super nice. That was fun. Close walk to Walsh and everything. So that was cool. Um, and then this year, like we said, we're on Foster. And then next year, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We have no idea. So maybe the uh, the mods gods will look favorably upon us. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I hope if that's what you guys want, that that's what you get, because <laughs> the mods are a crazy place. Yeah. Um, so there's like, I guarantee that every single interview you've had has brought this up, but the Courtney Cox name thing, like, True. I'm not going to go the traditional route, though, because I think that's way too basic, and I don't want to be like every other person. Okay. So. Respect. <laughs> first of all thoughts on jennifer aniston mm. let's go that way. i love i love jennifer aniston it was actually yeah. during like the height of covid lockdown when you were just watching so many tv shows so many movies and you kind of like run out of things to watch i would speak into my clicker and be like jennifer jennifer aniston movies because her movies are just so feel good mm. obviously people are kind of against her and friends people can go either way with her but her movies are good. And I'm a big Vince Vaughn girl. And she's in a lot of movies I'm with Vince Vaughn. Just about to say Vince Vaughn is like that version for guys. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's my celebrity crush. Him and Drake. And Ooh. people just like don't understand that. But those are my celebrity crushes. <laughs> I get you too. Honestly, if I had to throw yeah. some guys out there, those would be too high on my list as well. <laughs> so you know what? Totally fine. <laughs> um, I had another kind of friends question. <laughs> but um, oh, no, it was about Jennifer Aniston. I think that Just Go With It is arguably like one of the best comedies of all time. And I will live and die on that hill. I don't know if you've seen it. but Wow. No, I have seen it. I would go more the breakup route for Jennifer okay. Aniston comedies. But I, I Just Go With It is a good movie. I'm a sucker for Sandler. I think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Um, so you brought it up, but you cheered here while you were at BC. Uh, can you talk about that experience with us? I don't think we've ever had like a cheerleader or anything come on our show before. So I think it's kind of cool to get that perspective. Yeah. Um, so I was waitlisted at BC, um, something that I'm sure the admissions department just totally regrets. Um, <laughs> but I got into BC on my graduation day from high school. I actually was going to Syracuse. I had a roommate there. I was in Newhouse. I was on the cheerleading team there. 
Um, and all I wanted was to go to BC. So my parents woke me up the morning of my graduation with my letter, um, which was so cool. But I walked across the stage and in high school, graduation day and they announced Syracuse. Um, so an interesting little fact, but I had gone to a few practices like summer workouts for cheerleading. Um, the coach back then was coach Millette and, um, she knew my situation. She knew I was waitlisted, so I couldn't formally try out. So I was going to practices. I was really trying to suck up to her the best I could. She was scary. I love her now, but my, be going into your freshman year, she was scary. And um, I, call, I called her the day of my graduation. I said, I just got in. And she said, okay, we have one spot. If you want to send me a video of you just doing a few skills in your backyard, we'll talk after. And I got a text after I sent them. And she said, all right, uh, you have to report to campus, you know, I want to say it was like two weeks before the rest of the freshman class got there. And so I was hyped. Like I, I could not have been happier. My parents, I'm an only child. My parents were so excited. Um, and yeah, I dove into it and it kind of, I mean, BC doesn't have Greek life, so, right? So being a part of a sports team your freshman year is kind of like a sorority for mm-hmm. girls. So it was awesome. The, girl, the seniors my freshman year were the coolest girls ever. Molly McGrath, who oh, is yeah. with ESPN, mm-hmm. she was a senior. She was our senior captain my freshman year. And if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. When she was graduating, she had started a show at BC, and it was called – I turned it into Eagle Eye View was the name of my show. But hers was something at Hillside, and she would host it at Hillside, Every week she would be interviewing either a coach or a player. Um, and she's like, you know, I'm graduating. They're looking for somebody to take over the show. You're a communications major. You're taking a lot of the same classes that I took. Um, if you're interested, I think you should audition. And that's kind of how I got into the sports broadcasting path. So if it wasn't for cheerleading, I don't know if I would be where I am today. So I owe a lot to Molly for that. Um, but it's, it's a crazy experience because you're not just cheering – at BC, but you're traveling around the country with the football team. And I don't think I knew it was that big of a commitment when I signed up um, because you leave Fridays at like noon, you go and cheer, and then you get on a flight as soon as the game's over. And if it was an eight o'clock game, I remember my junior year, we took on FSU. It was an eight o'clock game on Saturday. Mm. And Jameis Winston was the quarterback for FSU. And we got just it was it was ugly and we had to literally get on the flight and just fly fly back and it was like midnight boarding the flight in Tallahassee and I was like get me home Mm -hmm. and now you're coming home all your roommates have been out all night it was just so actually I did not cheer my senior year I told myself I'm gonna do three years of this I was captain my junior year and I said next year I'm gonna be a, a regular student yeah. and all of my friends were like you're not gonna be able to do it it's good you're just the cheerleader in you is gonna want to you know go back and I said no I'm, I'm totally doing it and it was probably the best decision that I made because I got the best of both worlds I saw all the schools that I wanted to go see and cheer at um, Notre Dame Clemson FSU uh, Virginia Tech I got to see enter Sandman and person like I'm such a college football fan that it was just so cool um Clemson was my favorite stadium for being honest uh but so yeah my 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 senior year I got to just I got to tailgate and I got to do 
all of the fun things that I really missed out on the three other years, but I got, I got other things that a normal student wouldn't get. So best of both worlds, cheerleading was awesome. My body hates me now from, you know, flipping over and falling on grass or turf or hardwood during basketball season. But um, it was a great time and my parents would travel a lot and my dad cried when I was on the field at Notre Dame. So that's all I can ask for, right? Just making your parents proud, making your dad cry. Honestly, we we went out to Notre Dame to call the BC Notre Dame game. And I'm pretty sure our dad shed a tear too. when we Hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No eyes have ever seen as beautiful a sight. So uh, <laughs> it, it's ingrained in you from that point on. But I have two questions about this actually. So one, um, BC students are known for not, like, going to the games late, leaving early. Your senior year when you left cheerleading, did, were you inclined to stay for the full game because you'd been friends with those football guys and you're used to it anyway? Or did you take the opposite route? It was like, I've been to a million games, I'm out. Let me go through No, this. I definitely was the one that was at the tailgate, the annoying one that was like, guys, we gotta get in, we yeah. gotta get in. Um, and all my friends were like, Courtney, that's not how we do things. Um, but my parents still came to I think they came to all the home games, even my senior year. So I would probably go in with them. I was also like dating a football player in college. So there was like that aspect where you're there yeah. to support him. Um, and I worked in the athletic department. So I was through and through like BC athletics really was my entire collegiate career. Um, if I wasn't in the classroom or with my friends, I was in the athletic department. I worked under Chris Iacoy, who was the associate AD in the business department. It was just like, I, uh, yeah. So I guess I was the annoying kid that was saying, guys, we got to go in and you have to stay till the very end. Um, and I just think it stinks. If you're a football player and you're running out, especially on like senior game and the stands are empty, that's a terrible feeling. You know, you're at a D1 program. And you're, you're making your dreams come true and it's your senior game and none of the students are there. So I think um, I just had a soft spot for, for stuff like that. So yeah, I was definitely there through and through the entire games. We like to hear. Yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> yeah. our kind of people. <laughs> no, um, no, but it's, it's sometimes funny because, well, us and I'm the first one too to always say that like, doesn't matter gender, guys and girls love sports equally. And 100%. we've had that across a bunch of our inner uh, people we've interviewed on the show, whether it's been you or um, we talked with Dr. Jen Welter, who coached for the Cardinals and she went to BC, um, even BCD, who we had on recently, BCD. all these yeah. female BC sports fans who are the ones leading this charge about, you know, staying for the whole game, getting right. the fans involved, being there. And that's something that's not really a narrative around campus anymore. I think when people tend to talk about fans in the games, um, they kind of just assume that it's the guys who are passionate. And I think that stories like yours and reasoning like yours are important for the BC community to kind of see and realize that, yeah. you know, it, we should all come together at these games and, and root on our guys. Um, and girls sure. for that matter, because low-key, the girls teams are fire. So women's yeah. basketball, yeah. women's basketball yeah. is hype. Yeah. And I yeah. love girls on women's hockey. So they, they need some love too. And women's um, lacrosse, they're always yeah. unbelievable. I'm like so. best friends with them. They're awesome okay. this year. They're yeah. So, so great. They're so funny too. Um, I had another question too about that story in regards to your dad. So was he like always a BC fan in general being around here? And if he was, I kind of want to know that reaction when he saw the letter and everything that mm. day. Yeah, so um, my my parents are both from the area. Neither of them went to BC. I'm not a legacy, and I think that was weird for me growing 
growing up when I, when people would ask me, where do you want to go to college all through high school? I'm like, Oh, I want to go to Boston college. They're like, why? I had one cousin that went there. Maybe that's why, that's why I got into my head. I don't know. Um, but my dad was always really supportive of me wanting to do that. Um, I played a ton of sports growing up, but cheerleading was really the one that I wanted to stick with. Um, and I remember the winter, my first winter being like, dad, um, I don't think I want to do, sw I was a big swimmer. I don't want to do swimming this winter. I'm going to go full time into cheerleading. And like, I watched his face, just all the color just drain out. He's like, you're not going to get a scholarship for cheerleading, Courtney. Um, and he's like, I got to sit through all these competitions. No, but he was like such a trooper. Um, and he really just, he got to, he got, what's the best way to say that? This, he, he really appreciated the athletic part of cheerleading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of dads miss that part when they have a daughter that chooses to go that route and they kind of never had the son in that sports fulfillment. Mm. Um, so I think my dad really liked that he was able to kind of go this route with me, be able to watch me in these big games, both basketball and football. Um, so yeah, he was a, he was a sports fan, but I wouldn't say he was a BC fan growing yeah. up. I actually think he would probably say he was more of a Notre Dame fan, but everybody was back then. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. He's like an Irish Catholic guy. He was, yeah, he was a, a Notre Dame fan. Um, but the morning that they woke me up, they both had on BC sweatshirts and I was like, are those new? I was so confused. <laughs> and he had tears. My dad's a crier. He had tears in his eyes. My mom was crying. So, um, yeah, he was and still is to this day. If he talks about BC too much or just my different experiences that he took part in, um, he'll start crying. So he has become just the biggest BC fan ever through me um but i wouldn't say before that he was like a die hard by any means no yeah that's so adorable and he <laughs> probably should come on next time yeah, <laughs> you come on too i think that'd be no awesome. he would cry you guys oh my God, he would <laughs> it would be too much. much my mom's always like john cut it out pull it together <laughs> that's awesome that's passionate though. yeah, yeah. yeah that's what you want. <laughs> big uh big girl dad you know hashtag girl yeah. Dad. Yeah. oh yeah um mm -hmm. So in terms of BC football this year, what has changed in your eyes? I mean, clearly a lot has changed between Halfley, Phil, everything. But what are kind of your big takeaways from this part of the year, post-Notre Dame, post-a-loss, kind of stinks. But how are we looking going forward and, and into the future? I think the future is very bright. I think obviously Halfley – is the number one reason in my mind why this program has taken such a turn in the right direction. Um, I mean, I was there when Spaz was there and then Adazio. So I got to see two coaches while I was there. And I think there's something to be said about a young coach who's had success so early in his career. Um, so he's able to relate with the players way more. And I think, you know, the whole get in thing, he, he's really selling that with them and he really believes in it. And I always say, I always said um, with Dabo Sweeney, like Dabo's whole thing is, is kind of God. He, he's really talking about religion a lot of the times when it, yeah. when it relates to football. Mm. And um, when I worked for the ACC, a lot of people would say to me, do you think he, he really is all about that or do you think that's kind of a persona he puts on and I would say no I think that he is all in on that aspect about getting players that are good guys 
have values, you know, like everything that is so cliche when a coach is talking about it, Dabo really buys into that and makes sure that his players buy into that as well. And I think that's why they're so successful. They're all on the same page. And I think that's what I see that's so different about this BC football team this year. They all seem to be on the same page and they all really want to have that success that BC has just been like on the edge of year after year. Um, I also think having Phil is an awesome addition, obviously. But in the past, we've had all of these quarterbacks. I mean, since Chase Reddick, Josh Bordner, Mike Marscovetra, like that era, they went through freshman to senior year. That's when I was there. But mm -hmm. since then, we've got all these guys that have come in as transfers and have had a season and they're gone. Yeah. And to have a guy that – what is Phil? A junior? Uh, sophomore. Redshirt, redshirt sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. So he would be going into his junior year, right? But he, exactly. yes. So for him, the sky's the limit. You know, he's going to be able to grow with Halfley. He's going to be able to grow with his offense um, and become such a leader. You can already see he's a leader for this, this team. I mean, you, we've seen him take some shots on the field, and he bounces right up. There's no – he doesn't seem like a whiner. He doesn't seem like – He's going to complain about anything. Um, and especially watching him in that Notre Dame game, that must have been an emotional roller coaster for him. I thought the best stat that was said on the broadcast was that he kept old text messages yeah. and was looking at them all week. And I was like, I'm fired up for this yeah. kid. Like, he's a oh, guy yeah. I want to root for. Um, I think so, you yeah, tweeted just, that too. And I yes. think I responded. I was like, you keep those reader seats, <laughs> Phil. You, Always. you get the facts straight. <laughs> yeah. So I think th those are the two guys that immediately, and I mean, that's cliche, right? The quarterback and, and the coach, of course. Yes. Those are two very important players in this situation, but half I'm like, I'm all in on coach Halfley. Like, that guy I would run through a brick wall for any day of the week. Um, so, yeah, I think the future is bright. I'm like – I mean, obviously I'm all in. I'd be all in with them if they were winless this season. So, it's good to see some wins under our belt. And it's good to see that in the second half they're still competing. They're not letting – like, if, even if they go down, that was such a trend in the past. They'd be down by a score and they would just fall apart after that. And, yeah, we've had some tough losses that really didn't seem like we were – really seems like we we're going the right direction in the first half and they yeah. can finish it, but it's better than what we've seen in the past. Yeah. I, I think that was a trend that kind of started to work its way through a lot of BC sports too. basketball. We were seeing that too. We would yeah. be in games and oh, it was kind Duke of last year, apart yeah. Duke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what you were saying about get in and, and the messaging, I'm actually working on an article for a class right now um, talking about kind of like the new media initiative of BC and it, it has to do with that, you know, like get in was the first part, but all of their posts now is tough, love, compete. True. That's everything you're getting out of every single player now. And even today, I thought it was just going to be football, but no, hockey play, puts out a video today and their motto is challenge accepted. Like that's mm -hmm. what they're rolling yeah. with. So I think every team now is following this halfling like model almost. And it's this new era all across the board, kind of because of halfling. Yeah. I also think that BC back when I was there, was super strict about content that they put out. They were, they were super sensitive about going any which way that wasn't kind of this cookie cutter straight line. And I don't know who's putting together the videos for the football department or the hockey program, but the videos themselves are leaps and bounds better than anything when I was there. And it's cool. If I'm, if I'm in, high school and I'm looking at colleges to go to and I see this sick video 
that BC is putting out, that is going to help with recruitment. Having the new practice facility, the indoor, not having a bubble that the guys are practicing in during the winter, like that is, that can only lead to better recruiting. That can only lead to better teams down the line. And it does, it sounds so silly, but it does start with social media nowadays. So being able to see BC kind of accept this new era of, of video, of media, of music, um, can only help all of the sports down the line because before it was so, it was like, all we were hearing was the fight song and these <laughs> weird videos with terrible lighting. Um, so now it's like, it's cool. It's gritty. It's, it's what you want out of a college program. I saw someone on Twitter call the hockey video today Oscar worthy, which I feel like sums it up. It was awesome. Well. It was um, so awesome. But I was going to say, do you think Jason Baum is the one to credit for this? Do you think it could be Pat Kraft at the top, our new AD? Like, what were your thoughts on maybe who is pushing this initiative? I think Martin started it. Yeah. Um, he came in and, and have you seen his videos with UCLA too? Like he is just, he's, he's so bad. cool. Yeah. He, he, we actually um, interviewed him over the summer too. So we love yeah. Martin here. Yeah. He is the nicest guy. Um, but so I think he was probably the guy who was talking to, you know, probably father Leahy and saying, you know, we need, we need change here. We need to get with the times. Um, we understand that it's academics first and they always want to push the school first athlete second, but right. at some point you got to think of donors. You got to think of people that are, that are, that are funding these sports. So, um, I think he probably started it. Jason Baum, I think definitely has helped out immensely with how especially football has been going right. um because he's making sure that the media outlets that can put them in a good light are are getting the guys that they want to get so you know just selling bc on all fronts and not just in that cookie cutter way that i said i felt like the media aspect of the athletic department was doing in my four years there. And I was always the one like trying to push the limits. I'm like, guys, we should do, <laughs> we should do this. We should get um, these yeah. new uniforms. Like everybody was looking at me like Courtney. Just. <laughs> yeah. Now that honestly, that's kind of what we've been doing too with the radio and, and sports radio right. here. Cause it's kind of fallen into that pitfall now and we're hoping to move it along with the times. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask, if given the opportunity to do a voiceover for a BC Hype video, would you do it? Ooh. Oh, a million percent. Yeah. Would you do a cool Batman? I don't think I'm big uh, time enough for it yet, but. <laughs> would you do the like cool Batman the... Mark Herslick voice? <laughs> or would you just oh, ride? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all of them have just been chill worthy. They're yeah, so uh, well done. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no. I, I mean, BC calls, I answer. I hosted the uh, – What's they changed the name of it? The Golden Eagle Awards. Is that the 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 oh, ath I've, athletic banquet? Yeah, yeah. I think I've I've heard of it before. Um, haven't been or anything. But was that something that you got to host because of your role as like a student, or was this post like graduation? This was post. Okay. So four, three or four years ago, I did like backstage interviews that mm. they would play on the jumbotron. And who was the host that year? Um, hmm, it's escaping me. But the next year, somebody canceled. I want to say it was Matt Hasselbeck canceled, and then they called me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't care, I'll go." You and so I went. The backup, true. Yeah, That's awesome. exactly. Exactly. Or, or the starter, technically, but like <laughs> I'm thinking NFL. But she got to back up the backup. That's the dream. Right. That's awesome. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sure. So I, I did it and it was such a cool experience. I actually, I started it and they, they had me give over scripts and, you know, told me I couldn't say certain things. And then I kind of just like went off script. They'll never ask Don't me anyone. to post it again. <laughs> Good. Um, but yeah, I started it by being like, I was talking to my mom this morning and she said, can you believe that you started from the wait list and now you're here? And I'm like, oh yeah, like started from the wait list. Now we're here. Now we're Great, here. Mom, thanks, you know? So yeah, that was a cool experience, but if they ever ask me to do anything, I'll do it. <laughs> no, I'm waiting on it. I'm really hoping for, for a cool video. Maybe, maybe when, uh, like if women's lax is like number one. Oh, let's for get a sure. Video going. We'll, we'll start yeah. the hashtag yeah, trend yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. We'll like, like, I hashtag like Courtney Cox, but not the friends one, the nesting <laughs> one for this video. Yeah. Um, before I went to Nesson, I was at Lack Sports Network. So mm. it was all about Frost and it was very cool because I got to have that BC connection. Matt Hasselbeck's daughter. Oh, really? That's crazy. She just signed. Yeah, she just signed. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Um, in another article I saw you um, give an interview for, this is super random, but you said that your go-to video game would be Mario Kart. Ooh. Now, if you're playing Mario Kart, who are you picking as your driver? Ooh, okay. That's an interesting question. And it's interesting you bring this up because I did play Mario Kart two weekends ago and I was atrocious. Um, like so, so bad. The worst track is the one that's the beach where you're just like going in circles on the beach yep. and you go into the water, underwater, right. back out. And like there's two levels of water. So if you go too far in the other water, you just fall through. Yes, yep, exactly. Very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and I was... I'm um, the the turtle guy. Koopa or Koopa Troopa? Well, it could be Yoshi. Yes, Yoshi, Yoshi. Oh, you're just Yoshi. But okay, yes. I know myself. Is he a turtle? <laughs> He's yeah, sure, I don't know. like a dinosaur. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was him, um, and he just didn't do it for me. But yeah. I would stick with him. You know, I'm a team player. Of One loss, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you ride. You gotta ride Yoshi. Sure. Yeah. It's literally in the name. Um, so. I think that one thing that we need to talk about and that we have kind of foreshadowed on the show is bachelor talk. So to give a little background, we talk bachelor all the time on this show. I got him into it our freshman year. Yeah. I started watching, I think when I was like 10, cause like my mom would have it on in the back yeah, and like over time I picked up the storylines, the characters, they were feeding into other seasons and I'm the biggest bachelor fan yeah. in the world right now. I just love the competitive aspect. It's awesome. It. Oh, it's <laughs> like, amazing. It's I didn't think I'd buy in as much as I did, but I'm the one sometimes it's like, we got to end the show with five minutes of bachelor. <laughs> so like it, it, it hooks you. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I want a couple takes here. Like we can talk bachelor just like all across the realm. We haven't had someone that's as avid a watcher as you are um, compared to some of our other guests. Right. So the what? Bob Ryan's takes on bachelor yes. would have been pretty cool. Bob Ryan's takes would have yeah. been great. Um, <laughs> So what do you think about, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a certain character. Let's, let's start out with Claire since that was this season. What's your take on the whole Claire scenario and devastation that blew up The Bachelor to quote Chris Harrison? Okay, well, first and foremost, I just want to go on the record with that that relationship is never going to work. Like, 100%. they're never making it to the altar. Right. They are never walking down the altar. There is never going to be babies had. Um, I was about I to say that guys... was it for me. That that was yeah. the sign when she said babies and his, his eyes face. looked like yeah. 
even when she was talking to him before they actually officially ended the show or her her part of the show um and she was saying to him you know i think i'm in love with you on and on you could see his face he he was trying to compute it all and he's like wait did i just win this this is not what i intended to do i just wanted to become like a wilhelmina model and stop doing he was doing like target ads or like uh, party city costume ads before he went on the show so yeah that's never gonna happen i also follow just all of the gossip sites all the gossip instagram accounts dumois is a very important one i think you guys should follow and people are writing in sending photos of dale out to dinner gallivanting around new york city with girls that are not claire so Mm -hmm. damn this is what we need. We should make you our in-house bachelor. Like this go is, to. This is the. You're the five minutes the at the end of every yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's wild. I like I was saying before. I think it was over for me when when I saw that baby's thing and I saw his face. I've never seen a guy make that face and then follow through with anything. So <laughs> of course that's not happening. Um, my take on like the Claire aspect of it though, and and I want you to also um, kind of give your take as well. But Claire to me, the way she handled it, I think was kind of okay. Because to me, I'm a big believer in love at first sight. And if that's the way she's feeling, and she's not going to actually give that time to other guys, I think it's right to end it and go with your gut. I mean, the show gets so bogged down with all the reality TV aspects. that like, at the core is love. And that's what was there. Sort of on one side. Yes. On one side, at least. But she is the bachelorette. So, you know. And I agree with you there. I do think she maybe did a day or two too long. Like the poor guy who she was in the hot tub with, yeah. she went in to kiss and she said he pulled away. That was that was tough. Tough for me. Yeah. Um, also. Yeah, he didn't even yes. get a chance with uh, Tasha. Yeah. Which is terrible. Yeah. Um, and so Bennett, bad. who's a national treasure now. Oh, I am um, in love with Bennett. With I am in love with Bennett. Yes. Um, Let's go. I actually have a few mutual friends who are friends with him, and like. Every episode, I'm like, guys, Bennett is incredible. He's amazing. He needs to stay in this franchise forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she left him, too, and that really upset me. I'm like, Bennett deserves better than being left yeah, on a couch. Right. 100%. So, um, I, like, throughout the week, there's, like, a phone call that happens. And it's, like, at a, a span in the week when I know I've watched Bachelorette and I know my mom has. Mm. And I see that phone call coming. I'm like, this is Bachelor gossip. Let's get into it, Maria. Let's get rolling. Um, right. <laughs> and she's been a Bennett guy since day one too. So we still got that connection rolling and I like that you're in on it too now. You're, yes. You tell you're a real one. <laughs> Bennett is my top three, um, right now with Tasha. It's Bennett, Ben. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Ben wins. I think she right. picks Ben and easy. Easy's, easy's that is my, my three. Easy. That is my three. You're That's literally my three. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Easy. That's been Easy my should be the next oh, bachelor. He should be the next bachelor. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's amazing. Um, and he's so agreed. handsome, and his outfits are just impeccable. He's perfect. <laughs> Easy is incredible. I I love yeah. Easy, and if he doesn't make it through here, we're a hundred percent seeing him on Paradise or True Normal Bachelor. And either way, it's going to be a win-win for the culture. Um, we might see Dale or Claire on Paradise. Wow. Like I don't even think we're. They're not even making it that long. I actually, and this is kind of tea. So I don't know if you guys are ready, but my I had a friend, and or I have a friend, and we were in Miami for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Guys, I have a date tonight. I match with this guy on a dating app." Blah 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 blah. 
So she goes and we get a text very quickly after she goes and she says, this is not it. I got to get out of here. She leaves. Guess who that date was with? Please tell me it was Dale. Dale Moss. And she was like, that guy is only into himself, only cares about himself, didn't ask me any questions about me. And she's just this beautiful ray of sunshine. I'm like, this guy, he's got, no. Hell no. No. Wow. No. So I bet he's on Paradise. Yeah, that would fit We are officially, officially out on Dale. I kind of had been post that. (laughs) And I got, low-key, I kind of got that vibe. So I like that I was like deep down kind of right about that. For sure, right. Um, but there was another thing about um, Bennett. So the reason why I've kind of liked him is I kind of based Tasha's um, romance on Paradise. And I thought that John right. Paul Jones is kind of like Bennett in that like kind of like sweet innocence vibe, but also like a good guy. And I think that's what Bennett has going for him. Genius too, man. But He's a more like a mature guy. version. So like it's more of a steady relationship vibe than your Paradise hookup or whatever. I'm so happy you said that because I didn't even think about the John Paul Jones of it all. Mm -hmm. And now I'm thinking Bennett is going to go further than even I thought my originally. (laughs) Let's go. I'm so like, we are completely in agreement. And sometimes you don't get that among bachelor fans. So like, I love that we're on the same wavelength now. Let's go. Well, we all three of us can agree that Chasen is just not it. Right. Hell no. Hell no. The signs there are terrifying. Well, Ed sucks too. They both suck. Yeah. Yeah, but Chasen, have you watched his TikToks? Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, oh, guys. Oh, my God. Are we about to oh, un- unlock, like, the door? Is this Pandora's yeah. box? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's not good. It's really bad. It's really bad. So just, it, I'm How sorry. Tough. I'm sorry that I'm now putting this on to you guys to Wait, ruin your like night, them already, but it's bad. So. But we will, right. and I'm sure it won't really change the what, opinion. What's the vibe? <laughs> what's the vibe of the TikToks? Um, like, the most cringeworthy TikToks you've ever seen in your entire life. He's like, all about himself. Just, uh, oh, are you that guy from The Bachelor? He's just, oh. or Bachelorette, he's just. Also, his name is two names right. in one. Right. That's not a, Chasen is not, it's Jason or Chase. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, someone, someone messed up on, on typing out the birth certificate or something. <laughs> right. um, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, he's a jerk. He's really, really just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like Ed, like you were saying, right? That's that other guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's lame too. He's as much of a baby as the baby. But Chasen, he like gives me the vibes of someone who like never ever got the girl through like high school, college, and he like okay. had that like post like little bit of fame workout grind where now he thinks he's the shit, and <laughs> yeah. like that is the exact vibe. So like the fact he does cringy e boy TikToks is like perfect, yeah. so so perfect. I love yeah, he it. had a big glow up, and now he thinks he's the man. Mm-hmm. Happens to the best. <laughs> but nah. Um, yeah, he he's he's lame. Um, I'm trying ask. to think of someone. Oh, okay. I was going to ask about yeah, um, during the whole wrestling thing. I forget the guy's name. The dude with the mustache. Noah, I think, when he jumped over and joined in. Like, what did you yes. think of that move? And how he um, Well, he he joined in because Ed yeah. said no, correct? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Noah. problem. I didn't I didn't have a problem with him jumping in um, and all the guys were like, you know, upset about it. I didn't have a problem with that. I thought he was a little bit obnoxious doing it. Mm -hmm. I think he could have just, you know, gotten into the ring and not made it a big spectacle. But I'm not in on those types of dates. So I was out on that already. I'm, I'm done with like the water polo, the basketball 
we don't need those dates anymore. Like someone always gets hurt. I'm over yeah. those storylines and we don't learn anything about the guys. We just see which ones are absolutely crazy and which yeah. ones are, are very unathletic. Well, we're kind of like going through two seasons in one. And I feel like that's the early episodes where it's like they're trying to find the crazy ones and not mm -hmm. the good ones. Mm -hmm. So we're doing that twice. And now we're I getting like that, that about Chase and we're getting that, that about Ed. But I was thinking like Noah comes in all like theatrically. And I kind of did like that because it was like he was the one standing in. He made a big deal about it. And that drew Tasha's attention, which ended up getting him a rose when he wasn't even on the date in the first place. Honestly, so that was, you know. I, I think it was just the fact that he was willing to wrestle a dude in jeans. I yeah. mean, anytime, <laughs> like, anytime a guy is going to wrestle in full-out jeans, I'm going to give him the rose. Yeah. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> no, that's so funny. Um, but what about – and this is just a character that, like, is – deep in the back of my mind at all times for whatever reason, but Blake from Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, like okay. what was that? Like there was this weird event called Stagecoach. Oh, that, that like, yeah. we just kept hearing about. And it sounded like this magical place where <laughs> all bachelor people go to listen to country music and hook up. Right. And apparently he made rounds there. But then that was like a weird season of him in paradise where like everyone just hated him and there was nothing to it. And I liked him genuinely when he had been on uh, Bachelorette. Yeah. And I think everybody liked him genuinely when he was on Bachelorette. And also like, can we all, we can't blame the guy. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously he might've lied a few times. We can blame him on that, but this guy just shot to stardom and all of these people did. And he's like living his best life. He's at Coachella like, give him a break, but he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth post-Paradise. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, too, because, like, I don't know. Like, if he was sliding in DMs and stuff across the board and everyone came into Paradise, like, I got a DM, I got a DM, like, whatever. Like, really, it was a, a handful. And then, you know, more so that, like, something actually had happened between him and a girl and him and a girl or whatever – so, like, I feel like there's also two sides of that story. Like, if, but then again, I guess, like, looking at Blake from post-Bachelorette, like, I guess you're kind of assuming he's a good guy and maybe you kind of carry that into, like, hooking up or meeting up with him. Um, but just kind of a weird, weird little subplot there that really went nowhere, right. you know? Like, I don't hear anything about him anymore. Right. Right. And it was him and Christina mm -hmm. and okay. him and, and G, who else? For a bit. Or Caitlyn right. too, or Kaylin over the summer. In yes, I thought Kaylin was the big one. Yeah, yeah. she's been my. Kaylin was the big one, but I thought that Christina made the biggest deal out of it all, yeah. and that was annoying. I'm out on Christina. I know Christina seems to be like every guy's top girl. She doesn't do it for me. She just like is very whiny. I agree. Right. I completely agree. I've I think number one as of late for me had been Kaylin. And I loved, uh, what's his name, that chose her, came back for her, and now they're living out uh, in the van. Uh, oh, um, she's Caitlyn, too. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the guy that she's now dating. Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dean, um, Dean Davies, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dean. He Dean. has, like, he had the mustache. Yes. For, right, right. for yeah. a while. Um, she was my number one. I've loved her. And then... Or another girl, I think Tasha too had been I was my number say, two. Like, yeah. I was like, like I, to see I love Tasha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My my favorite Bachelorette across the board is JoJo. Okay. Oh um, yeah, it was easily the best. Hands yeah, on. I loved her. I loved Caitlyn Bristow when she was on the show. 
Um, and Andy Dorfman. I, I actually, over the summer, ran into Andy Dorfman and had like a oh. fangirl moment. <laughs> and my boyfriend will not let me live it down. He said, I've never seen you, like, you know, your job, you're around these athletes all the time. A former bachelorette walks in the room and you just like melt. <laughs> and I really did. I just, I short circuited. I don't, I don't even know what I said to her, but it was so terrible. And she was very nice, but um, I'll never be able to get that opportunity again, probably. <laughs> I think I'd do the same thing, like, regardless of if it's, like, Bob Costas or Chris Harrison, I'm going to have equal levels of freaking out. Just yes. Lose it. Um, so to wrap up here, let's kind of get, like, a final take on the rest of the season yeah. of, with Taysha. What's, what's your – how do you see this playing out? Uh, Taysha, I think, is going to find love. I do think that she has a good pool of guys right now. I do think she picks Ben. There, I haven't seen any spoilers about the season, which is very interesting. I think it's because they're shooting it all at that like uh, little resort that they're at, so nobody can really see photos or any leaks. Um, but yes, I do think that she ends up with Ben, and then I'm really looking forward to Matt James's season. Like I am excited about Matt James. I'm. I think he is going to be incredible on the show. I, I think the fact that he was like Tyler's friend alone was enough for me because I'm the biggest buyer in on, on Tyler. I think that he was the man. Dude, yeah. I think he didn't get enough showtime during uh, yeah. Hannah B's season. Um, but he needs, he need, I don't even think he needs bachelor anymore at this point. No. Like he's, no. he's probably fine. He would he have was, been an unbelievable guy on paradise and he didn't even want it. And it, right. I mean, you're dating Gigi Hadid coming off the bachelor at like, what and else do you still need? got to hook up with Hannah B allegedly, but like, right. Dude is, and I'm sure he's, he's dating around right now and just crushing it. He is just, <laughs> yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. Those demon deacons. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they sneak up on you. Yeah. Um, so I, I think to round it out on our end here, yeah, what are we thinking for bachelorette this season? I, I think for me, I think Tasha does find love. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ride the Bennett train because I think it's her type. So, and I like him a lot. Plus he's Harvard guy. Like it's the area, whatever. We'll take it. Right. Um, I'm going to ride Bennett and they end up in a weird, goofy relationship yeah. forever. So I guess we're all taking one of Courtney's big three. Cause I'm riding the easy train. Let's I've go. been on the easy train. <gasps> so go. I was on the easy train before. Well, we all knew what was happening in Claire's. So I was like, this Claire. dude's yeah. the goat. So we're riding that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I think one of us will come out as victorious in this. So. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll keep up on it. Regardless, <laughs> you are going to need to come on to talk Bachelor again. Maybe like end of this season, we can run it back and, and we'll go into it even in more depth. Absolutely. Uh, anytime. Uh, so thank you, Courtney. Thank yeah. you so much. It was an awesome, interview. awesome yeah. time talking to you. Um, it is a big, big plus for a guest when I'm DMing them on Twitter. And like for you, like you always just send like little hearts or likes. I'm like, oh, okay. Like she read it. Cool. Like yeah. we're good. Like Bob Ryan, I'm not getting a heart. You don't know. Luca's yeah. not doing that. Like <laughs> yeah. it's way easier. So thank you for, You're for very all week. Um, but again, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Um, and we definitely want to keep in touch and have you on a bunch more. And your dad. <laughs> yes, I would love that. And I'm sure he would too. So anytime <laughs> yeah. you guys have my contact info so let's let's run it back a few more times this year 100 percent. and when COVID's all over come out and, and we'll try and catch a bc game together yes we'll go do a city side and then Ooh. bc oh my god it'll be it'll be amazing we just yeah. we all match we like this yeah. this, this is this is consistent from here on <laughs> out okay <laughs> all right thank, thank you, you so much Courtney. thanks guys 